Good evening and welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. Tonight we have on Angry Anderson. Angry's got a big single and some things to talk about. How you doing tonight, man? Yeah, good, brother. You? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, you, f- you finally got out of lockdown because I've noticed you, in, in Australia, there's all these people walking around with fresh haircuts. <laughs> and it's because <laughs> they were in lockdown. Yeah, this absurdity, the, the, the lockdown. I've actually thing. been, it hasn't been that locked down here. I just, I found that she just wanted to change and I regret getting it cut shorter. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> no, guy, I get it. I get it. It's, it's just that I'm, I'm linking it to this local thing. I know. There's, I know. there's it, all it, these people walking around now. It uh, happened you know, with crazy. With fake, like fake tans and um, uh, fresh haircuts and looking, you know, brand new, so to speak. Anyway, talk about brand new. Yeah, I, some... I'm, I'm, I'm finally, after 20 years um, of talking about it, it's a bit like sort of fixing the gate. Yes, dear. I will. I'll fix it. You know, baby I'll get steps. Baby steps. <laughs> I'm finally launching the AA band. And as the press release says, it doesn't stand for Alcoholics Anonymous. It stands Thank for Thank you. Angry I was going to say that. <laughs> and um, yeah, well, preempting. Um, but yeah, uh, it's been a dream of mine for a long time to, uh, we've talked about it a little, mm-hmm. to launch my own band. And um um, it's an R&B band, so it's a, a different kind of music than obviously the Rose Tattoo does. And uh, with the accent on, um, um, there's, there's a multiplicity of, of, when I say multiplicity, there's, there's three guitar players. Um, uh, one of them, actually, they're all very, very, very good, mm-hmm. um, you know, bass and drums. But one of the guitar players, uh, his favourite instrument is um Keyboards. So we've got two guitar players, a keyboard player, a bass player, and a drummer. Oh, that and makes sense to, now. To, 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 so the stuff that we've talked about, and we will talk mm-hmm. about further about the favourite albums, we did talk about um, that I've always wanted to be in a band that had, had a predominantly keyboard player, you know, for the Hammond sound, the piano sound, whatever, um, which leads me to um, uh, the introduction because we're launching the band here in Australia and um, actually, Scotty Crawford, who, who's, who's my manager, our manager, um, he now tells um, me that uh, we're going to have a release right around the world. And it's a song called uh, Realise, Legalise. And it was written, I think, about 70, 70, late 77, early 78, um, Lobbie Lloyd was playing in the Tats then um, as mm-hmm. a bass player. We were four-piece band. Um, and we were we were sort of, I suppose, experimenting because being four-piece, going from a classic two-guitar, five-piece, yeah. two, two-guitar uh, rock and roll band. Yeah, to um, Lobbie Lloyd, by way of explanation, is uh, was, God rest his soul, um, uh, an amazing rock player, guitar player, in the in the in so much that um, Lobby um, is accredited with um, uh, bringing about or inventing or, or innovating uh, what what become then known for years and years yeah. with the Tats, with ACDC, with the Angels, with Chisel, with all the great Australian rock bands, the Australian guitar sound, and Lobby Lloyd is accredited with having come up with that. So it's a unique combination between certain guitars, Marshall amps, and a propensity for 
ear-splitting volume. But anyway, having said that. That um, crunch. Yeah, really, the crunch. Um, uh, so while Wallaby was in the band, um, you know, back in the day we were all prolifically smoking marijuana, like like most people in the industry were. Um, and he, um, the the cannabis movement or the, the, the marijuana, the decriminalisation uh, movement got in touch with us through lobby because two, two people that he, he was very close to were part of that movement. So we're talking, like I said, the late 70s, about 77, 78. And, um, yeah, so we, we went into a studio uh, one time and, and just had a jam on um, on this little kind of jerky little um, feel that was kind of like, and I think I think what Pete was aiming for in Pete's uh, quirky, inimitable style yeah. <laughs> was he was he was trying to get something that, that sort of resembled a reggae, but it wasn't a reggae because um, you know um, Bob Marley and the whole reggae movement synonymous with smoking dope. Right. And um, uh, so he, he, I think he wanted to like nod towards Marley right. and, and that music the format. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not exactly a reggae. But anyway, many, many years later, that song has laid around for all these years unused. And it's a quirky little thing. So myself and my band, um, well, I said to my band, can you come up with a new arrangement and, and a new musical treatment? Um, so it, we can, one, I'm sorry, this wasn't released before. So it was just a song you guys did. You guys, the song wasn't released prior. No, no, it was never. It, it, it was it was destined for release, but they couldn't get a major release. And of course, okay. back in the late seventies, no one really wanted to touch a song that was about decriminalizing. Um, uh, marijuana, but the people at the party thought that because the band was so controversial, if any mm-hmm. if any one band was you know had the guts to take it on, um, you know it'd be Rose Tattoo because we were you know we were just known for being not just right. unconventional but you know like tr- truly rebellious in the true sense of the word. So we weren't conforming you know in any way, um, uh, which which is what kept us off mainstream radio because. We wouldn't conform musically. But anyway, that's another story. But, yeah, the song is laying around since, you know, like I said, 77, 78. Wow. All these years. So this version that we're now releasing is with my new band, and it's to to bring attention towards the need for us globally to address the genus cannabis as a beneficial plant. Um, and stop this ridiculous, uh, obs- you know, uh, obstructional uh, politics um, about discussing how to either decriminalise or legalise uh, the use of cannabis um, it, medicinally. Mm-hmm. Because in in the, the last ten years, I've I've well, way back in the day, we knew about its recreational use. Um, I was a prolific user myself, um, but we also knew about very, very quickly. Um, I remember that that marijuana party uh, sending me some T-shirts made from fiber, hemp fiber. And of course, you know the the old cliche that 
sailors have been making ropes out of hemp. Why did they pick hemp? Because it's incredibly strong fibre. So in the ensuing years, we've found out that you can... Henry Ford wanted to uh, press car parts, body parts, out of hemp uh, because it was such a strong and and pliable fibre. we, we now know that, you know, you can manufacture sustainable, eco-friendly and sustainable building materials. Instead of chopping down trees, you can use hemp stalks, because you know, it's incredibly, uh, once it's compressed, it makes it an incredibly strong uh, component of, uh, you know, like a, a, a fibre component. So you could replace paper, wood chip paper, with hemp. Um, it not only makes wonderful paper, like A-grade paper, but you can reuse the paper three, four, five times before it, it becomes useless and then you have to turn it into cardboard. So it could replace, it arguably could replace plastic bags um, and possibly plastic bottles. You can make it into so many different applications. But the one that I want to focus on, because in the last 10 years of my life, I've come across so many people that suffer needlessly, uh, immense pain, you know, critical pain, cr- you know, like really chronic critical pain, whether they're battling cancer or, or seizures or, or uh, any number of, of a half a dozen or even a dozen uh, exotic diseases. They, mm-hmm. By using um, the oil derived from cannabis, they're able to, um, in some cases, uh, inhibit the growth of cancer there's been enough data uh, produced to, to suggest that, uh, which is obviously why the big pharmaceutical companies don't want it, uh, don't want us to talk about uh, legalising or decriminalising uh, the use of, um, of uh, cannabis in any form. But having said that, I think there's a, a real need now because uh, we realise that, that it, medicinally um, it's a gift. It's a gift from yeah. the creation, from Mother Nature, uh, from the wonderful creational process that uh, that nature is. And um, it, it, we are now a more sophisticated, uh, a more intelligent, hopefully, world. We're embracing all sorts of um, exotic mania, if you like. I mean, um, in other forms, social structure forms, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, if we're going to talk about, you know, and we won't get bogged down with this, but if we're going to talk about um, the ideology, if you like, or, or the, uh, you know, the reality that, Supposedly, there's more than two genders. Well, aren't we advanced enough in our in, in our thought process and, and the way that we look at our society to at least address the idea that cannabis oil um, is a gift from nature that can help millions of people with their suffering? I mean, why wouldn't we be doing that? Um, I can disagree with you on that. It's been legalized and it's opening up quite a bit here in America in the past year or two. Hmm. I don't know how, yeah, how the law uh, is it, there. One of the, some of the problems with the supposedly legalization of is it's, it's, um, it's the reality of availability. Correct. And the, and the other thing too is that which has come to light, particularly here, and I'm in, I'm in touch have been for years with a couple of people, a couple of different organisations that, that are um, in support of this work. They are mm-hmm. lobbying government, et cetera, et cetera. 
one of the things about the 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 so 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 called legalization it's 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 incredibly hard to um to to pass the test so to speak to 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 be able to have a prescription but in many cases the doses are so low they're they're anything but well i wouldn't say useless but my information is is that that they uh the doses need to be increased um uh, per and and the other thing too is that you know people uh, you know like there's an absurd situation here in Australia where uh, people um, that um, it, to qualify have to go through drug counselling. I mean, um, okay. I mean, if that's a step that people like a hurdle people need to get over, uh, it's okay. not necessary because so, even America, like literally a half hour, forty five minutes from me, my wife's cousins they can grow. You, you're allowed to grow your own plants. And then smoke recreational in their state. Our mm. state's up for the vote now. Like it's gotten to that point, and it should be like that for everybody. That I I, I think so. I, I I don't want to get into the debate about um, uh, the legalization or the de- decriminalization of recreational use because that's another uh, that's another discussion. Uh, well, for is that day. easy? For, if someone can get get it that easy, then they're not going to have a problem getting it medicinal. Is my point. It would be that much well, easier for them. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. And one of the people that I'm being um, educated by um, is a wonderful woman here that does wonderful work. And she's been working on it most of her life. And she's a dietitian and she's um, uh, she she's actually involved academically. Um, Mm -hmm. So she's not just some dope smoking person who, who who wants free, you know, wants to be able to grow her own smoking dope. She's uh, deeply embedded in in the cause uh, for the medicinal uh, benefits of it. And and she's the same as you. She thinks that people, to cut out the middleman, to cut out the profiteering, if you like, people should be allowed to see, like from a kilo, you can derive a vial of oil. So it takes a lot of green at a process which can be practiced at home, the the paraphernalia, if you like, that you that you need to reduce it to oil, is is very simplistic in its operation, and can be done at home. So yes, um, I'm I'm with you. I've been educated in by this woman in recent weeks, months, last couple of months, um, uh, to 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 accept the idea that people should be allowed, particularly with a chronic illness. Yeah. Because uh, I know because, people actually make the, actually make the oil, they can make the oil themselves already. So it's yes, already... yeah, yeah. So it cuts out the, the government. I mean, the government won't like that because they can't tax it. But you know, like, um, uh, you know, I mean, I think, like I say, the the age we live in, I think, I think, very, very few uh, subjects, apart from pedophilia or things like that, very few subjects are um, are not up for debate. And I think this is a very crucial one. And I think people right across, like you say in in um, in America, in our state or in this state. Yeah, each state are voting themselves free. It's like a yeah, absolutely. How we're broken down. I mean, it's different. And this is a worldwide issue. And I realize that yes, we're talking yeah. on a global thing because some places, and people still go to jail for to make getting caught with weed more of a, a fine, or it's not a crime anymore, or if you break yeah. probation with it. So it's slowly starting. The walls are coming down slowly in America vote by vote but just a stall the rest of the world it's, still needs it. it it's the same here in australia um we are a federation of states in the same sort of a similar uh, uh, situation from america uh, to america um 
is that to, to bring about federation, um, the, the different states that existed um, mm. had to retain control over certain uh, parts of their uh, future, their destiny, if you like. Um, and and, and uh, I think appropriately at the time, it, it's worked against us uh, by having um, like state-by-state state police forces that don't... Oh. Yep. that aren't good at communicating with one another. So in that sense, it works against us. We don't have a, a, a national uh, police force. We don't have a, a national ambulance service. Each state, uh, education is another one where it falls down because, you know, some states have got a completely different uh, educational curriculum um, from other states. And so it doesn't always work to our advantage as a nation, um, but the states cling to, to that, you know, that residual power, if you like. But it was the only way that they would could that they would federate to to produce the nation that is that became Australia. And largely to do with defence and um and, and and larger issues. I mean, anyway, getting back to the to the realise legalise, um I just thought that it was the it, the timing was right, which actually is part of the lyric, the time is right. Yeah. Um, can't give up the fight, and I think, I think we have to keep regurgitating um, and 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 agitating, and, I, and and agitating is the correct word to to bring about change. And I think you have to do that with anything that's worthwhile. Is that okay? If they they'll come up with, which I think are in, inane arguments. Oh, it's an entry drug. No, it's not. There's enough data to to, to prove that. It's not an entry drug to heroin abuse or cocaine abuse or whatever. But lots of people don't graduate from marijuana. To, they use marijuana. Um, that doesn't promote them to take up ice or heroin or whatever. Right. Um, I, I think there's a wonderful little ditty on face fast uh, that said um, the, the overdose deaths um, uh, attributed to cannabis now are equal to that by deaths created by unicorns. <laughs> or with, with effect. And I thought, that is just gold. Um, yeah, you could probably put like the amount of more people die per year on, of vending machines falling on them than drug overdoses on, on yeah, marijuana. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, there's the absurd, the absurd contradiction, of course, is that cigarettes and alcohol are legal, but something is like, you know, I mean, there are certain people in the press, of course, with vested interests or their bosses have vested interests. And there are some people in the press and particularly on radio and a lot of people on television. Uh, so the media, we all understand now, we've, we've seen that all too plainly, how the media has been it not only infiltrated, bought by people with a political agenda. So they become propaganda machines. I mean, you can't rely on the mainstream print, mainstream television and uh, for, for an accurate, uh, you know, informational outlet. I mean, they just aren't. They're not credible anymore. And I think more and more people, it shows like ours. Oh, well, I say ours, yours. Um, it's ours. And, and, I have no control of anything in my life. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I surrender. This is what this is true. This is this is why I love our chats yeah, because this is what it is. This, this is this is real people talking about real issues. Um, even though we 
we we sprout everything from from our mu- our mutual love of music uh, music but it's just starting point for you know if you like a certain type of thing it's easily grow for and ours was music and it's clearly have a lot in common so i know we have a short time span tonight and people will see more of us and more of our jibber jabber <laughs> i that's love interna- jibber jabber that's my international tongue for everybody to hear our talk but we have five minutes left and i want to talk about the song mm. talk about music it is slamming it is so funky you, okay, talk about the, you were talking about the reggae thing i'm thinking all right i'm thinking it's kind of funky i'm thinking i need to put on some bell bottoms i'm thinking it jams well, what I what I said to Timmy Henwood, who's the guitar player, leader of the. See, I have I have adopted a band um, mm-hmm. um, from Scotty Crawford, who's our manager, the Tats manager, my manager. Uh, he's built up over the years. Um, he's an ex record man. Ex, he's done PA. Um, you know, he's done marketing um, as part of his um, uh, degree that he got at uni. Blah blah blah. So he's. He's a very young guy. He's very, he's very, he's so into Australian music history. And so he loves the bands that basically he sees help build the, so he's built up the stable of some, some terrifically talented bands. Yeah. But he's also, he also, as he should, has his eye on new products and new bands. Like, so he looks for young keen. So he, he, he um, adopted or managed, does manage a band called Palace of the King, and they're a band within their own right. And they've brought out, I think, three or four really cool albums. And I might have mentioned them before, but they've got a very seventies influence to them, which is why when Scotty said to me, he said, "You know, you love Palace of the King because they used to do lots of opening spots for the Tats and Will again." Yep. It's all That's a bit insistent. warnings. Yeah. It's all a bit incestuous. But anyway, uh, we're allowed to do that. But, uh, yeah, so I adopted them. I had a, a, you know, I had a couple of, when we were doing sound checks, when we were out on the road with the Tats and Palace of the King, I'd go to their sound check and we'd jam on sort of Rod Stewart stuff and some old R&B, yeah. you know, when the night has come, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, the the Tambla Motown, the real R&B. And um, they know all that stuff. And it's their you, style. You absorbed so, them under your bird wing? I, well, sort of. <laughs> I just said, you know, like Scotty said to me, they're a ready-made band. They already, you know, they love the Spencer Davis thing. They love the cream. They love, you know, Blind Fate. They love all the stuff that I the faces. They're obsessed with the faces, as I am. And uh, so that's why that arrangement. It, it sounds really good. I like the, I like the keyboard in it, the organ sound. That's yeah. my favorite part. It just jumps out. Is this so? The only last question is on this. So I'm going to post all these people are going to see uh, the, the statement and all the uh, cap put together to, to go along with this. I'll put it out in the release and also you know the statement. Are, are you guys going to be doing more singles too, or another album? An oh album yeah, no, so, we've, yeah. we've um, <laughs> the reason it is so funky is is because I said to Tim, I said, give it your own treatment. Okay. Yeah, he said. I so much like the soul of the first jam track. So he did take that. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll dig out a copy of the original if you're interested yeah. one day and send it to you. But, yes, what we've done with, with the band, we've gone back and the two, the two Mushroom albums, I call them, because I did them for Mushroom Label, 
Beats from a single drum, which was the first one, which is suddenly came off. I thought you did it while you're on mushrooms, and I was like, "Oh, that- <laughs> yeah, yeah." <laughs> that would be interesting. No, 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 too. I, I stopped taking mushrooms by then. Um, but the other, you know, I didn't mind LSD, but the mushrooms really knocked me around. I mean, I had a, I had a couple of amazing experiences uh, with peyote, um, uh, real peyote, powdered peyote. Yeah. Um, um, but not so much mushrooms. They, the ones here in Australia are p- pretty aggressive. And um, everything, anyway. everything in Australia is aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> you had that talk. We're going to go deeper on this. Anyway, so to answer your question, we took the best tracks off the two albums, which, which mm-hmm. is Beats from a Single Drum and um, uh, Blood from Stone. And, and and we've re-recorded with this band, um, with that with this band's influence. Um, so it, they sound fresh, like the track does, like real it totally does. Um, and as soon as that album's finished, I'll send you a copy. But we've we've Your taken the best. So of- good. Your vocals are so strong. I can't believe how strong they sound. I mean, I can. It's just so amazing. Technology. <laughs> Come on, I'll stop. If I- Stop. <laughs> you know exactly. It's, it's your voice yeah. is still strong. What do you? What do they call that thing? Auto tune. <laughs> auto tune. That is not auto tune. Auto tune makes you sound like a robot. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, it's kind of like you know. That's but yeah, thank you. Me. I'm glad you love the track, mate. It was it was important to me to tr- to take back to the boys that particularly you like the track. Yeah, that is. Tell them it's awesome. So, everyone, take away what we're talking about now. Any, any. Uh, I'm sorry, Anytime you want, you come back. Angry's going to come back, and we're going to, we got a bunch of stuff. We have some unreleased shows we have to release to finish up on, and we have some other topics we're going to talk about. And we, we, I want to talk some more about this too on our other shows. We'll keep the topic going. About cool. Yeah. I, I think it's, a, it's a, a, an important enough, it, it is an important enough issue yes. that it is global because there are suffering, there are people who suffer. I mean, I, I, I read one case history story of, of a, of a, a family who their child around about 18 months, less than two years old, all of a sudden started having seizures. Now we, we can argue, I mean, the, the, the parents said, well, she'd just been vaccinated. So they, they, they are of the opinion that it was a reaction from the vaccination. Having said that, that's another argument altogether or another debate, another day, not for me. I'm not qualified to, to talk on that. But she started having these violent seizures and they got more and more commonplace. So she was having, on an average, one every hour to an hour and a bit and, and quite violent seizures uh, where they had to tape her hands up in muffin in, in mittens and, uh, and, and she was in total distress and, and obviously in a lot of pain. And uh, the father um, actually did spend some time in jail and had to go through drug counselling and does have to, but he will not give up. And he, 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 he obtained oil on the black market um, and the seizures to- went down to from one every hour to hour and a half, let's say, to uh, maybe two or three a day. So as a father... Like any anything. father, like any father would, he I said, the, the, "The laws are ass, or as you Americans say, an ass." Um, uh, but 
the laws are not as we say here. Um, Your American and, accent. <laughs> my, the, the well-being of my child is far much 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 more important to me than anything. Any father would say that. I agree. I would totally do that in a minute. I wouldn't even think. I know. It. I know. I'm talking to the converted. We're, we're, the we're, same, we're, yeah, we're on the same page. We are. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Okay. So this can't is, thank this you enough great. yet again. For I know. Your time. We, could, we, I know. we could talk for hours, and you know that we've had. Got well, we will. well, we will. <laughs> we will. <laughs> All right. So I want to thank you for being on the show, man. And um, this Thank has been you, good. Brother. 